Glad to have you all. It's been a good night, isn't it? Um, it really has. Um, I obviously, I don't have time to do a Life of Messiah, which is what we typically do on Wednesday night. Uh, study through the life of Jesus from a Jewish perspective using all four gospel accounts. Um, but I did want to take just a couple minutes and share with you um, the significant time of year that we are in. Uh, I, Jenny has encouraged me for years uh, to, you know, at one point, I think she's finally given up, but for a long time she tried to encourage me to get, get my doctorate, you know, to go on and get a PhD or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you, Pastor Danny, you, you do that. Um, yeah, you're the smart one. Um, and if I ever did that, I always tell folks there's a couple different topics that I would, when eventually came to writing a dissertation, you know, what would you write on? And, and one of the ones that would be in my final list of my topic, if not the one I would choose, is, is you know, maybe I could, to be provocative or thought-provoking, say, why are there so many Christian denominations? Maybe that's a great question, but the, the, the crux of it would be how Satan, very early in the history of the New Testament church, separated the Jewish and the Gentile believer away from each other. And when he did that, caused all kinds of problems, and you had a bunch of Gentiles who knew nothing of the Old Testament scriptures, and they, the New Testament wasn't completely, you know, the canon of scripture wasn't completely done, even when it was, they, they didn't understand that, and so you had all these interpretations that were devoid of the information that God clearly gives us in the Old Testament. And it led to a lot of problems. You know, one of my favorite ones is, you know, if you understand the Jewish perspective of baptism, you would never arrive that baptism would be sprinkling. You'd, you'd never arrive at that if you, you knew somebody Jewish. Uh, it wouldn't come to that. And, um, and so I think it's very significant, and we make a big deal of it. And normally, throughout the calendar year, uh, as the Lord lays it on my heart, and uh, I typically will uh, bring to light things that... Uh, even in the age of grace in which we live after the finished work of Christ, uh, we, still, we still have our Jewish brothers and sisters, don't we? And the Bible is still written from, to Jewish people and generally by Jewish handwriting, by, you know, by God used them. It, it's very significant in our lives. And so we go out the year, especially when we get into the fall, you say, what do you mean? Well, let me read a verse of scripture to you in Leviticus chapter number 23. That's right. I'm going to read out of you, to you out of Leviticus. One of these days, I'm going to do a whole sermon series out of Leviticus. Leanne was saying that they do verse by verse. I was thinking to my son, I was sitting down there, oh, I bet, I bet it's great when the church says, this year we're going through the book of Leviticus, you know, and you've got children's ministry over there. Let's, you know, um, but really there's a lot of exciting things in Leviticus. Um, Leviticus 23 is where I'm going to take you to tonight, and just for one verse of scripture, actually two. Leviticus chapter 23, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feasts of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. And, and so the Jewish people are, are you know, one of the, matter of fact, somebody says, why should I believe in the Bible? One of the reasons I would give them would be the Jewish people, why they even still exist. And yet, again, here they are. And as we interpret time and uh, look to the future and the past, I believe that God has used his people as that time frame. And here we're told in Leviticus 23 that God's about to give them feasts and he gives them seven feasts and notice he claims them as his they're my feasts not your feasts they're my feasts matter of fact the word the hebrew word for feast gives the idea of appointed times 
And God uses his seven feasts to lay out a plan for mankind. And it is fascinating. I remember the, the first time when I began, and even in back in my college years, and then later on, and then especially when God allowed me to begin pastoring here, and I was spending more time studying than I had in my first ministry. Uh, you say, why is that? Well, that, that, uh, that's a long story, and I only have 12 minutes, so we won't go there. But it, 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 it's like the, the, the blinders came off and just seeing things, and I'm like, wow how important it is to understand the Jewish perspective of our faith. And God gives these feasts, they're his feasts, he gives them to Israel, so again, our eyes are on Israel as, as that timetable, and he goes on and gives them these seven feasts uh, throughout the year. Now what is interesting about them, there's seven of them, and the first four occur in the springtime. Now, I don't want to get you too confused here because it gets very confusing, but the Jewish people had, they had a religious calendar and then they had a secular or civil calendar and they weren't synced up. So it could get really confusing on where you are, you know, who, which calendar are we going by? Like, for example, we just uh, celebrated Rosh Hashanah, I think it was last Sunday, and uh, that's the first month, I believe, in the civil calendar, but it's the seventh month in the religious calendar. Got that? Okay, you got that. Okay, no. Okay, good. One honest person. Yeah, it, it, it can get a little confusing. But, you know, you, when you have an agricultural culture, a lot of things, they, they go around the time of the year. So you had springtime feasts that occurred in the first month of the religious calendar, the month of Nisan. And most of you probably know these. Matter of fact, the very first feast that God gives is the feast of Passover. And most of you know what that is around uh, the Easter season. And then the second feast that's on Nisan 14, and then Unleavened Bread, the second one, is on the 15th, and it goes through the 21st, but then on the 16th, you also have kind of two things going on there. The, fe the, first, the Feast of First Fruits uh, comes on that day. Now, it's fascinating. That's the 14th, the 15th, and the 16th of Nisan. That's three days. Can anybody think about anything significant that happened over three days? Pretty interesting, isn't it? And then when you consider Passover being, you know, speaking of redemption of the Messiah, the Passover lamb that would be sacrificed for us, and unleavened bread is a feast that talks about, you know, unleavened, no sin, and that, that Christ's body was sinless, it would not decay in the grave. And then the feast of first fruits, celebrating the first fruits of the harvest, and that Jesus Christ was the first fruits. You said, didn't other people rise from the dead? Yeah, but they all died again, and they didn't come out of the grave on their own. Jesus was the first fruit, is the first fruits from the dead, and so Jesus through Passover, unleavened bread and first fruits, literally fulfills those festivals. Well, then you go to the, the Feast of Weeks, which takes place 50 days after first fruits. We know that as weeks or Pentecost, Shavuot, and um, that's when the Holy Spirit comes down and uh, the new covenant, the church age begins, and we celebrate that as well. And then, then there's this break, several months of break. I think it's three months in the religious calendar where, the, quote, unquote, nothing happens. So you get all the work of Christ and the, the formation of the local church and the coming of the Holy Spirit, and then you have this season. And you and I know those are the months in which we're now living on God's timetable. I don't know, I, you know I, I, you've heard me and I believe that I, it seems to me that things are drawing to a close, um, but I'm one of those that grew up in church, you know, I remember guys in the pulpit say, we'll never see the year 2000, 
Jesus will come back. Remember, Bill? You, I got some older guys. Remember being told that? To the year, if you think you're going to be here till the year 2000, you're crazy. Well, I guess we're all crazy because <laughs> here we are. So I'm not going to be that guy. I, I, am, I am, as you all know, I am not the boss, right, DT? We, and that we can agree. I am not the boss. Uh, you know, the Lord he, is, is his timetable, but we are in that season. But I believe that those months in the summer are fading, now, my reasoning for that is because Jesus talked a lot about, he says it was in the days of Noah, and what was happening in the days of Noah, men did that which was continually wicked. And even as our missionary shared tonight, it's not just the United States that's being have all this crazy thinking pushed upon our children. It's happening globally. And by the way, this won't be popular either, but it is what it is. You know, the primary way mankind wants to show his rebellion against God is that I will do with my body sexually whatever I want to do with it. And we're seeing that on a global level. So it would seem to me that if you want my two cents, I would keep short accounts with God. And as Christians, be busy about serving God. Because when that summertime ends and the month of Tishri comes, the, the, the fall feasts, and there's three of them, when those feasts start up, you have the Feast of Trumpets, as I just mentioned, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, the, which is the civil new year in the... Uh, in, in the Jewish calendar, but it, it pictures the time when the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised first and we which are alive remain be caught up together with the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And I don't know about you, I, I'm good with that. I told you this last Sunday, I was every year when uh, Rosh Hashanah comes around, I always try to be on my best behavior. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. I'm not going to say that I understand that, but all I can tell you is the first four things were literally fulfilled by Jesus. All, that's all I'm submitting to you. So if you're going to be bad, don't be bad around the month of September or so. It's a bad month to be bad. All right? I'm glad y'all are here tonight supporting missions in the local church, you know, but just, I'm just saying. I don't know, but I'm just saying. And then 10 days after that, Yom Kippur occurs, and that's the Day of Atonement, the Day of Covering, and we know that that speaks to the time that that the, the Jewish people in particular are going to be, their sin is going to be covered. If you know anything about the Old Testament one, it's where once one day a year, I didn't do that, did I? Okay, See, it's not me, I don't believe. Is there a phone up here? Um, but we know that the, the Bible teaches that one day all Israel will be saved. And the Day of Atonement and Yom Kippur has this idea of repentance and making things right with God, and certainly as Christians, once we're saved, we still ought to be sensitive to the price of sin, and repentance ought to be a part of the life of the believer. Unfortunately, today, it's been made the requirement for the unbeliever, when the reality is, it's really more a thing about us. Um, because if somebody's an unbeliever, there's only really one thing they need to get fixed. <laughs> you know, they need to have Jesus Christ in their life. That's what they need to get fixed. And in the, from the Jewish perspective, it fulfills what Paul wrote about in the book of Romans that, that clearly says one day all Israel will be saved. And I personally believe that when it comes to the one sin, there is the one sin that, that the nation of Israel has to literally confess with their mouth. And that is the unpardonable sin where they rejected him the first time he came. And they got to say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord and recognize Jesus as their Messiah. And through the tribulation period, which will bring a lot of repentance, eventually the Jewish nation, the Jewish leaders will recognize who Jesus uh, for who he is and they'll call him back. Yom Kippur and the last festival that Leviticus gives us that God gives is the Feast of Tabernacles which 
Sukkot, which speaks of the day when the Messiah comes, sets up a messianic kingdom, and God dwells with men. Now, you know around here, I, I, uh, if you've been around here some several years, there have been years where we've had Sukkots up here. So if you remember some of those, I think I did one one year, and then Pastor Danny, you did one. Was it Woody that put that out to you, helped you, or did you do that? I, you didn't do it. It was pretty good. You didn't do it, so it's pretty good. Um, but, but we have been known uh, to do that. Now, you know, again, are we under the law? No. We are not under the law, but can we learn from the law? Can the law be our schoolmaster? Yes, it can. And, and uh, does the Old Testament have a place in our lives today? Yes, it does. And so tonight, in my 12 minutes, since I'm not doing a sermon series this particular calendar year through these different uh, feasts, I just wanted to take 12 minutes and remind you, hey, God's got a plan. Things are going, nothing surprising God that's going on today. And we as his children need to be reminded and remember that the Feast of Trumpets is coming. So be ready. As Paul wrote, watch, be sober, be vigilant, because we don't have long. Amen? Amen. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I don't know if we were, were we live streaming, Brother Oscar or Caleb back there? Are we doing good? All right. Uh, thank you for watching and um, look forward. Do we have any announcements for this weekend, Pastor Danny? Anything going on? Oh, I know tomorrow's the Forge, right? Six o'clock at Pastor Danny's house, all the men. Um, you know, if you're going to come, let Pastor Danny know. Yes, yeah, Savannah? Okay. Is it cheaper? I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Savannah. Okay. 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 It starts this Monday. Is that what you said? Okay. Four to six and six to eight. So if you're interested in, in going through Dave Ramsey's class, financial peace, I'd highly encourage you to do that. See Savannah and, um, you know, she'll, she'll set you up there and uh, go to virtual class. Anybody else? Do we have anything else, Pastor Danny? I think everything else. Right, we'll see you, Lord willing, Sunday. Be in prayer also. I shared this with a couple of you guys. When I got back from, you know, being out of town, I had a note waiting for me and some voicemails waiting for me that I could be under arrest. Um, there could be a warrant out for my arrest. I'm like, hmm, took you guys longer than I thought, but okay, here we are. Um, apparently, the day after we left town, must have showed up in the mail that I had a court summons to, to do jury duty for a federal case. Well, I didn't know I was in Canada, you know, seeing Justin Trudeau, you know, I was up there. C got out just in time, but, but uh, I have to go Monday and... So we'll see how that goes, you know. I, I figure when I tell my Baptist preacher, I don't know what lawyer would want me on a jury, but <laughs> I don't know. So I, I would appreciate your prayers in, in regard to that. All right. All right, we're going to close in prayer. Thank you for being here. Don't, don't forget, we're going to do a quick uh, a walkout love offering. Brother Mike will have an offering plate over there. And uh, see Leanne over in, the, over in the lobby over here if you want to speak with her about her ministry. And thank you very much for being here with us tonight. It was great. Lord Jesus, we thank you again for the time to be here tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is faithful and true. God, I pray um, that as we go through each day, um, that we be mindful of your presence in our lives may it motivate and influence the words that we say, the thoughts that we think. 
Um, God, help us to be busy about your service. Help us to love one another. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you. We'll see you later.